for us, the most important thing in a normal, uh, in normal world is when you get like a message from a teacher or a message from a parent, they tell, tell us like, it's exactly what I, I was waiting for. It's exactly what I wanted for my student or, or my kid. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. This episode is powered by JVentures, a community-driven VC fund in Silicon Valley in partnership with Leomitech, sponsored by Homeward Ventures, Hippo Insurance, Upwest Labs, Synergy Global, Hillel at Stanford, Leap, Birthright Excel, Serona Partners, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Let's talk about a bootstrapped startup that started with a real mission from a real story. Meet Michael Pellet, the CEO and founder of Singit. As a child diagnosed with dyslexia, Michael Pellet, CEO and founder of Singit, struggled to learn English at school. His father told him that he learned English using the Beatles and Pink Floyd songs, and that is how the idea was born, learning English through the power of music. During his military service in the OFEC unit of the Air Force, Pellet and his partner, Benny Rossner, CTO and founder, decided to turn the idea into reality. In 2020, they began developing the Singit app and created a unique platform that allows each student to learn English in the best and most effective way by listening to students' favorite songs. The integration of, of art, music, lyrics, and language education, English, to teach people English and help people learn English through music. I think it's, a, you know, it's one of those things that are, that are so innovative today, you know, in the 2020s, where we're able to leverage some interesting technologies and look at the way we experience the world that traditionally was low-tech textbooks and see how we can actually help people absorb information better, understand it better, experience it in a more fun and exciting way. Obviously, you have a personal experience and a personal story that has led you to this understanding. And so I'm really excited to have you here, Michael. And in these 20 minutes, unfold a little bit about your own journey as well as Singit's strategy and, and what the company is doing. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, again, thank you so much for letting me, letting me talk here and, you know, uh, spread my... Uh, for my story and, and explain a bit about uh, Edutech. So it's, uh, you know, the 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 least uh, well known of, uh, of uh, you know the the tech uh, the tech uh, in- intervals. Mm-hmm. So, like the story of my company starts in 2017, uh, something in that area, but. Uh, for honesty, it start, started a lot earlier. Like the, the company itself uh, came from the idea that even when I was like in, th- in third grade, as a dyslexic, uh, a dyslexic kid that comes with with a f- family of uh, dyslexic kids <laughs> and, and a dad. Um, I, what, I what does dyslexia this, really mean? Just to so, just so to dyslexia, make sure that we're we're aligned here. Yeah. So, so dyslexia uh, really. So it really depends on the age uh, you get. Uh, you know, you you people realize uh, you're dyslexic. And normally, it's really impacting. Have a really impact. So dyslexia have like a couple of branches. So. Most of my family and me are dyslexic with uh, 
really high attention to dysgraphia. Uh, so and what does that mean? Really in, it's really impacts how you read, how you process information, how you mm. can uh, write, and how can people understand your writing and your reading. So it can make, you know, uh, 12, uh, normally uh, a 12, uh, 12-year-old kid or a 14-year-old kid with dyslexia, it's the first time they're going to read fluently. When normal kids uh, read fluently from the from from first grade, like six, since they are six or five, and, and so, so it starts what from the, there, just to make, and, and you know, for all just of to the, uh, distill it for a second, Michael. So when you're saying when you're talking about the differences and and what it means to to grow up with dyslexia, because at the end, what you're touching on with your company is this understanding that people learn in different ways, people experience and absorb information in different ways, and you're accommodating to that. It, when, it, just share with me the experience of learning something, learning a new language, learning a new writing or reading. What is that like for you as a kid compared to, you know, somebody else in the class that may not be dyslexic? So, uh, so for me, it was like my my regular life. Like I I I, I get born to to you know to to see the other the, the other student that sits uh, next to me. You know, when he, mm-hmm. he learned for a test, like one hour before the test, and I learned for the test for like, you know, three weeks and we get the same grade or even he get the higher grade. And I knew I, I, I learned harder than him. I knew that I, I I work harder than him. I learned more time than him, but he <laughs> could process the information a lot more fast, a lot faster because I had a difficult time to read. And when I want to process what I have in my mind, into writing, a lot of things sleep in the middle. And, and this one of the things that sexy, uh, you know, really get, get the best of you, even if you try your best. And so I really had the, you know, the, the for, to be fortunate enough uh, to, to be raised in a wealthy family. So since I was like uh, in kindergarten, uh, I worked with a lot of private teachers, uh, and that helped me uh, in way in new ways to process information, uh, pr- uh, processes that help dyslexics and and really showcase how they can uh, process information in a better way. And uh, those private mm-hmm. teachers show me that yes, I can do math better than you know ninety nine percent of the of the population in the population, but. Right. But, and but so if we're when, looking now when, at when I wanna when I wanna read and I want to process information and not numbers, I have to do it in special ways. And you know, right. most of most families don't really have uh, th- those kind of uh, you know budgets to to invest in their kids and you know to to sit right. sit them down for eight hours with with private teachers every day. And that's sure. that's something that really uh, hurt me to see. And uh, even as a, a even as a third grade student, I noticed that something is really weird in, in the, uh, you know, in the, um, in, in the in the education in every school because everybody learn in one way and only one strict way, even that not all, all people um, process information in the same way. So, right. Uh, so since the third grade, uh, I noticed that, and I I knew that uh, w- when I will grow up, uh, I want to do something 
in that area, something that will help students with dyslexia, something that will help students, you know, uh, work in a different environment they, they are used to. Fantastic. And so if we're looking now at what are you doing with seeing it, and, and obviously it's tying back to, to your personal story and your and what you're describing here is the is the fact that you know the way that you're experiencing learning and is, is different, it's special, and and you had the the fortune of of having you know accommodations that allowed you to continue and to and to keep up with everybody else that were learning in the traditional sense and you're looking for ways in which technology can integrate in order to level the playing field and allow for people with dyslexia to learn in their traditional way and not in the traditional way of people without dyslexia. So tell me about the formation of Singit. How, how did that come about? So I was in a, a program of, a Weizmann, uh, of the Weizmann Institute for uh, gifted kids in uh, computer mm-hmm. science. And you know, we got to the end of the last year of the of the project. You need to to uh, publish your final, uh, you know, your your final uh, your final project. Is have to be something uh, web based, and <laughs> everybody pretty much did the same thing. Uh, they build like a semi counter strike <laughs> under a, a computer science lab or uh, something in that nature. But I really wanted to take it one step uh, step ahead. And I always remember my father who was dyslexic in in, 19, in the 1960s. So people didn't <laughs> know what is dyslexic. He like, they just wow. called him, you know, maybe stupid, maybe he just da- does math be- good, and, but the, he can do nothing. And uh, he always explained to me, you know, he... he Worked in the in the U.S. like a lot, and he always explained to me. I never learned my English in class. Like my my English teacher couldn't teach me nothing, and my whole English is dedicated for for Bob Dylan and uh, John and uh, John Lennon, <laughs> and and yeah, and I thought it's amazing. Like, and he really explained to me. He used to listen to his like mixtapes that he made from from his radio, and and you know he sat down with an Oxford dictionary and just this is how he learned English. So, so I found it fascinating. I really started, uh, you know, searching how music helps, you know, dyslexic and, and normal students as well. And you see how many researchers say that m- music helps you in all sort of ways to study and learn better. And so Amazing. I took that idea. I started to develop, uh, you know, the worst uh, application that I ever made. <laughs> But, you know, it was the MVP of what now is Singit. So I created, you know, an MVP with Android Studio, you know, as a, as a normal uh, student in computer science. And, and, uh, and, you know, most of the kids there, you know, published their final uh, project and, you know, finished with the project. But with my project, it kind of took his own, uh, took a life of his own when a lot of people uh, came and reached to me, tell me it's an amazing project. We have to see it in classes. And it was always on my mind. And so I keep, I kept uh, running the idea, you know, but I have to find like a, more people to help me uh, develop. And so after that, you know, I joined the army. And I went to uh, OFEC. Uh, it's a uh, like a computer. It's the computer unit in the in the IAF, in the Israeli Air Force. And uh, there, 
I found my commander. His name is uh, Benny Rosner. And, uh, you know, I've, uh, I found him like an, an amazing web developer. I never saw someone that, you know, can develop so fast. I explained to him the idea and he found it fascinating. So suddenly I found my, myself like with my commander uh, as, as my partner uh, in, in, in the company. And we've started nonstop developing of the product. And we finally got it to a place that, that we could run to schools and tell them, look, we, we find another way for, for your teachers to teach English and for your students to, to interact with the language uh, after school hours and during school hours in a different way that is really interesting. And, and we started uh, spreading the word. Uh, so, but, but it was like our, our side project, like it, we, we have, we had so much passion for the project, but you know, both of us, like Benny was a, a you know, a, a, his army was his life, you know, he signed years in the army and then I needed to, you know, to, to make a living. So, so I was in the fintech world, investment bank world, like, yeah. I, I help a lot of companies go to, to IPOs and fix it in that nature. And then suddenly, because we kept working all night on Singit, because we had so much passion for, for this project and, and we saw like what, what happens to kids when they use Singit. So, you know, me and him alone started to, to write to the Minister of Education. Suddenly, you know, the Mafmar of English started writing us back really guide us how to get an approval for uh, the Ministry of Education to put, you know, the, the product uh, in schools directly and, and working with the government. Uh, and suddenly we find ourselves with a real approval from the education company to, to, to put the, the product in schools. So, you know, both of us like quit everything, took everything we had and then started the project and started the company as soon as, pos as possible, we started spreading the, the, the product in schools and making kids work with it, starting, start, starting to get an understanding of, of how the students work with the product and, and how teachers work with the product and what we can give uh, for both of them to, to create a, an, an amazing experience, you know, because for us, the easiest way to, to, you know, to make Singit was to just publish it in, in the App Store and Play Store and let everybody just, uh, just play with the product uh, and then, you know, download it or, or, you know, pay for a small subscription. The hardest way we could do the product and make it work was with the government and with schools. But it was so important mm -hmm. for us and it's our uh, ideology that schools need to kind of need to change the way of learning, need to bring kids an alternative way of learning. So, so we took the hard, uh, you know, the hard way uh, and we believe that uh, someday it will, uh, it will uh, be very beneficial for the company. And we believe that a lot of kids really enjoy the product and more than believe we got an amazing statistics about students that use the application after school hours and not only after school hours, but, uh, but without any teacher guidance, they just enter the, the, to, to our application, listen to their favorite songs and, and learn English through that. So, so for us, it's amazing.
So, so what is the product? Walk me through the actual so, customer you know, the, the you product know, consumer itself experience is like, of, of what surround, is seeing it. Surround itself to to two different parts. Like the first part is the student side. Like the student side look exactly mm-hmm. like Spotify. The kids have five million songs, well-known songs uh, that they can choose from. Every um, when he chooses a song that is in his liking, let's say, let's go with, uh, I don't know, Watermelon Sugar High, like uh, for me. It's, some, it's, it's a song that a lot of kids really like uh, in our application. Uh, you press on it, you get an instant, uh, you get the lyrics, lyrics synchronization of the song. So he knows exactly where the, the singer is in the song and can listen to what the singer says. Uh, if the kid and the student that doesn't recognize the world or doesn't understand the world, you can just press on it. The music will stop. It will get an instant translation. If it's a noun or a verb, how to use it in a sentence and, and what is the word itself? Like, what is it saying? And uh, so the, the, so that's one part. And uh, at the moment you press on a word, we remember the student pressed on that word, that specific word. And every time you will enter to another song that have the same specific word, we're going to still mark it because we want the student to look at it again, listen to the, to the word again and uh, see the translation again. And we really, uh, you know, uh, indicates mm-hmm. how important is repetition and audible. Repetition and audible is the base of every uh, learning curve. So. We really mimic that, and uh, and Michael, do you, do you use uh, YouTube or Spotify? You have, do you use? Yeah, so, so you know when YouTube like offers you uh, a video after you finish your first video because because YouTube wants you to keep using YouTube because you want mm-hmm. you to keep processing uh, videos. So we found it we found it really interesting. So we mimic the same algorithm. It's one of the most common algorithms in. And how, but, yes, but how so, does the learning uh, actually I'm, take I'm, place? I'll get him so in there. I'm, More than the repetition in Audible, when you see the translation, uh, so we recommend songs with the most lyrics the kid didn't recognize, and, uh, and we offer him songs in his liking with the most words he didn't recognize. And so, so yeah, so... So, and, and how so does the engagement work? How do you every, know every what, time, what words did he recognize yeah, so and what words he didn't recognize? You will enter a song after you pressed on a word or a couple of words. And we will pop up a mini quiz that will check if you uh, really learn the vocabulary that you pressed on. The moment you will enter the right uh, answer in the quiz, we will remove the word from, the, from your dictionary of words he didn't recognize. And by that, we know that he learned the word because he, he did the correct answer. So we mimic repetition in Audible. We make mm-hmm. the student come back to the application because we give them give him his favorite songs, just like Spotify. But we make sure he learns by, by, uh, by him just pressing a word he doesn't recognize. And you know, kids, a lot of people told us, so what happens if a kid doesn't uh, you know, press a word. So 95% of our users at least press on five or six different words in a, in one song. So it showcases that the students does want to, to, to study. You just need to give him 
you know, the right way and the right user experience to make him study. And it, and how many students, how many students have, so we get, have we get 60, engaged uh, with the application so in far? school year? 800 schools. So it's wow. a, so for a first year product only in Israel, wow. it was pretty big. And we hope for even bigger next year, a much bigger uh, spread of the application. And, uh, you know, the, the most important thing for uh, for me and, and Ben, because because we, we didn't uh, raise funds, funds right, uh, right now, you know, we, we still like, uh, you know, it's, it's a real startup with like 13 employees, but we still, you know, find ourselves like bootstrapping. So, um, so for us, the most important wow. uh, thing in a normal, uh, in normal workdays, when you get like a message from a teacher or a message from a parent, they tell, tell us like, it's exactly what I, I was waiting for. It's exactly what I wanted for my student or, or my kid. Uh, it's so <laughs> different. And, you know, sometimes like I get, the, sometimes I get like real emotional messages from some, from dyslexic kid, a uh, student that maybe like, uh, you know, they heard about my story, but they use the app and it gets so connected to the app and finally like it really helps him, you know, to stay on track with his class, even with his, uh, you know, difficulties. Uh, it sounds fascinating. And Michael, I love the, the fact that your story is tying into this and and the understanding that you can leverage technology to to adapt to people's way of understanding. And, and obviously Everybody. here, this is not just for dyslexic kids. This is for anybody who's learning the language because this is, a, you know, you're combining entertainment with education, understanding that, you know, why don't we take the media that, that these students are consuming anyways and leverage it within the school system, right? I mean, obviously kids... Kids are probably not going to go and learn English on their own after school when they can do other things. But if in the classroom you can replace the traditional textbook learning with a more Spotify, YouTube-like experience with gamification and get better results, then that's obviously a win-win for everybody. And Michael, thank you very, very much for, for sharing your story with me. I appreciate it. This was a, a lot of fun and very interesting. And I wish you best of luck with Sing It and stay safe and stay healthy. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much for hosting me. Thank you.